0: Welcome to the FedHeads, a weekly podcast from Grant Thornton Public Sector. Join the Fed Heads, Robert Shea and Francis Rose, each week to talk about the arcana of government management and the people who are working hard every day to improve it. Welcome to episode 137 of Fed Heads. I'm Francis Rose. And I'm Robert Shea. Happy New Year to you, my friend. It's wonderful to see you, and I'm very excited for another year of success and fun and all of that in doing this program and in just being associated with you this year
1: i appreciate your saying that all of that plus plus 2020s in the rearview mirror oh thank god we have we have we have nothing but celebration yeah
0: now would i jinx it if i said 2021 can't possibly be as screwed up and weird as 2020 was did I just no, did because, I just jinx
1: it? No, you can I mean if you jinxed it that means a meteor is going to hit the earth and blow it off its axis and we're all gone. So that's the only thing that
0: can be worse. All right, that's a fair point. One of the things that's great about starting things afresh is we get to talk to people who in this case make our lives happy and successful and that includes the guest on this week's episode of fed heads doug chrisatello it's great to see you my friend uh we're on skype so we are actually seeing each other even though we're not doing this in person uh but happy new year to you and thank you for joining us uh, we you are a go-to person based on your experience and resume for kind of getting the state of the art in financial management and budgeting issues in the federal government what do you see as we walk into 2021 and thank God say goodbye to 2020. What is going on in this world right now? What are people thinking about that are financial management pros across the federal government?
2: Well, if you're a budget nerd like myself, you're excited about 2021 because it's the centennial of the Budget Act of 1921. So I'm actually on a party planning commission where we're going to be commemorating the 21 Act all year long. So stay tuned. We have events planned with, with uh, a variety of associations throughout the year. So that's the most exciting thing. That, that I'm so uh, glad we've got champagne left over <laughs> for New Year's. Yep. It's in reserve for the big annual celebration. It's going to be crazy. We're, we're having people check their cell phones at the door.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> No um, pictures allowed. Yeah, is that is this going to be a costume event? Like, <laughs> how how do you do that? Do you do like maybe assign different groups of people that since it's a hundred um, year I'm celebration?
1: As, I, I'm going to come as Dick Darman. I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. who, you could really go down a rabbit hole here.
2: Yeah, yeah, it, it, and it's sort of you know it's sort of going to be like uh, the 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 three ghosts from A Christmas Carol, right? Where we're going to look back, we're going to look at the present, and we're going to look at the future. So That's great. Um, yeah, I'm the ghost of the future. So my my focus in working with this uh, this group commem- commemorating the centennial is to predict what is going to happen in the next 100 years. So, you know, needless to say, it, it, this continues to be an important uh, topic for the country. We're coming off a, a fiscal year where we incurred not only a record deficit of three trillion dollars, but it was triple the prior record. Um, so when we when we smash a record, I guess we do it in a big way. Uh, you know, we borrowed as pretty much as much money as we collected in revenues during fiscal twenty. Um, so, you know, in the country's national debt is, you know, it is rapidly approaching uh, the size of its economy, its gross domestic product. We're expecting that to occur this year. Um, so these are all sort of dire warning signs about our fiscal plight. Cheerfully menacing is the yes. way I would describe Doug Christensen. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, right? someone asked me the other day to characterize the country's fiscal outlook in a word, and I said, "Well, in a word, I'd say good." But if you gave me two words, I'd say not good. <laughs> so, that's, that's close. so it's true. Right? That's great. So here we are. So, what are prospects for reform
1: in this administration you've got a new administration with very tight majorities in both the house and the senate and the country's needs are greater than ever before how do you how do you present fiscal austerity or uh, reform of entitlements or increased revenues in that scenario
2: yeah well look we got to get past this pandemic first and foremost um you know that that's critically important and you know there's a continuum of possible budget process reform some are very minor right just small tweaks that would be significant improvements if 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 we were to uh to accomplish them things like automatic continuing resolutions right if the budget isn't done on time rather than the government shutting down it would sort of continue on a, on, a, on a, you know, on a fairly limited baseline basis, um, doing things like making it easier to extend extend the debt limit. Th- th- that's low-hanging fruit. We should be able to do that readily. You know, and and sort of the opposite end of the continuum is a bold rethink of how we do this. Right? The, even though we've been talking about 100 years of the Budget Act, there, there was a major overhaul of that act in 1974. Uh, it was 50 years ago now. Do we? Well, and, and it was based on recommendations that were made by a president's commission that convened in 1967. So more than 50 years. And you know, the world's a very different place now. You know, uh, even though I'm still listening to the Beatles' Sgt. Pepper's album, you know, it just came out then. So, uh, you know, there's a lot to rethink about. You, you know, the boomers were just entering the workforce then. Now they're all retiring. It's a, and, and then you throw on top of that, you know, how different our economy is, uh, comp, you, you know, the, the IT revolution. And there's a lot to lot to think about how we move forward
0: what do you think the most pressing needs are for the people who are going to do those jobs in the federal government the people element to me when you talk about the baby boomers retiring the people with the institutional knowledge to get the work done seems to me potentially one of the biggest challenge i i'm with you on the on the financial implications i'm not going to argue with you about that but for the people who actually do those jobs there's a limited amount that they can do about those things where if they don't have the people in place to actually do them, it doesn't matter what happens.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. And look, this is a a huge challenge. Just uh, federal financial management overall. I mean, it's critically important. We we all have work ahead of us to build trust in government. It's so critically important. It, it always has been, um, but we're, we're, you know, we, we've got to sort of come out of this hole that we've been in uh, for for, you know, it's been a pretty steady downward trend throughout the 21st century. So there's a lot of work to do there. Uh, we, we need good folks, but I'm hoping that some of the innovations that we've seen take hold in government. Um, you know, talking about uh, you know statutes that have been on been on the books for for many years. Uh, GpRA, the the Government Performance and Result Act, is has been around now for for 25 years, and I'm I'm hoping that innovations around uh, government manage- government performance management and budgeting start to come together and that the people that are working on these programs bring a, a sort of data-driven and performance-driven mindset into uh, into federal financial management more so going forward.
1: If you were King, if you could call the shots, and I know personally that you have collusion is grandeur, Yeah, shouldn't be a hard yes. question for you. Yeah. Well, if you could do anything you wanted to help get us on the right fiscal path, what would it be?
2: Well, I, well, I, I would do a major overhaul of how we budget, right? The, uh, there was a time when most of our spending was discretionary, right? It was subject to the Congress annually appropriating those amounts. You know, hey, when the 1921 Budget Act was passed, there were, there were no entitlements. But, you know, by 1970, uh, mandatory spending, which another word for entitlements, was 38% of the budget. And today it's about 70. Um, by the end of the decade, it'll be 75%. So most of the budget, and, and throw on top of that how we uh, tax expenditures we spend through the tax code, right? So the vast majority of the budget is on autopilot. I try to take it off autopilot. You know, I try to bring more control back to the back to the Congress using their power of the purse, being more intentional about where they want money to be spent, um, and but and not not do it every year, but to do it periodically. Um, I think we spend way too much time on, on the annual budget process, but hey look if we're gonna budget let's let's do it in a very holistic way and um, you know maybe once in it, once every four years we think strategically about how we want to deploy the country's tax revenues. And we don't really do that now.
0: Um, the point of having you come on today, which we're just getting to now, as I'm about to say, we're starting to run out of time, is uh, new work that you participated in with the National Academy of Public Administration uh, regarding all of these issues. Tell me about that work, please, Doug.
2: Yeah, a terrific group at NAPA uh, pulled together recommendations looking forward for the uh, sh- somewhat shorter term, looking at the decade of the, of the 2020s. But one of the things that we recommended in that report was to do uh, four-year strategic budgeting. Um, We also recommended uh, some other things, including uh, doing a better job, uh, planning for, uh, you know, big – both natural disasters and other emergencies that arise – um, we also included an idea in that report that hasn't gotten much attention, and I think it's a fantastic idea. I, I guess no one likes to talk to, talk about tax increases, but we floated the idea of, a, of imposing a small personal income tax surcharge to pay for the cost of the pandemic uh, recovery programs that have been put in place. Um, if, if we're not going to pay down the national debt, you know, it, I, I think it would be a significant thing just to look at the additional debt that's been incurred due to the pandemic and have the current beneficiaries of that relief pay for it over time. I think it's a pretty neat idea, and it's something we recommended in the report.
0: Was it your idea? That's why you like it so much. No, it, it actually, <laughs> oh, okay. I, I won't right. the
2: first one of the best. I thought of it, but I, I, okay. I, I thought it was a pretty neat idea. So it'd be very small at first and it would rise if the economy strengthened. Let me
1: raise an issue that's often ridiculed, but we've done a better job over time measuring improper payments, the payments made to the wrong person, duplicate payments, stuff like that. But we also know that a lot of money goes to programs that just don't work. Many haven't been evaluated, but often when you evaluate them, you find they're not achieving the intended outcomes. How much of that is a problem in the whole budget equation, or is that just budget dust?
2: I think it is a problem. Um, again, big picture, I'd have a hard time putting a percentage of all spending on it, but one thing is sure. Employ- you know, federal employees tend to be captured by the programs that they work on. I think they should be captured by the mission of the agency that they work for and be more dispassionate about the tools that are being used to accomplish that mission. You see why I love him, Francis. He's I, talking about G.P.R.A. Missions,
0: <laughs> no, I mean he, he, he's it's like somebody slid him a list of all of the things that turn Robert on to talk about on Fedheads, and he's he just gone down the, the list. Commission once though. Well, he that's hadn't true.
1: The commission once. No, he didn't
0: have to though because you did. So, <laughs> happy New Year to me. I guess that's what that's all about. Uh, Listen, Doug, it's great to have you as always. And you're a real forward thinker on all this stuff. Uh, I hope we can continue to call on you, my friend.
2: Great. Thanks so much. That was fun.
0: Thanks for listening to The Fed Heads, brought to you by Grant Thornton Public Sector. All of the resources talked about during the episode are available in the episode description. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us on Twitter at GT Public Sector to join the conversation. And don't forget to leave us a comment or review on iTunes or the Google Play Store.